0: Can you see that? A big paper waste bin full of rubbish. For those of us that used to work in an office, when the boss wasn't looking, we used to play paper basketball. You know what I'm coming here, don't you? Roll the piece of the paper up and aim for the bin. And we used to have a competition so you could get three on a trot. This morning, I don't know what your lives feel like. This morning, I don't know whether you feel that your life feels rubbish. There was once a man who was clearing out his garden. And when you clear out loads and loads of garden and loads and loads of rubbish, you have something that you hire called a skip. And the idea of a skip is you go through your house and your garden and your loft. Some of us need more than one skip. And you get rid of your rubbish. And this man was filling up his skip of his rubbish and we all know what happens. Night comes. We go to sleep. We wake up in the morning and this gentleman looked out of his bedroom window and the skip was full of other people's rubbish. People smile and nod. And this guy went downstairs and he's looking through his skip. He's going, who's putting these, my, their, their rubbish in my bin? I've paid for this bin. It's cost me a fortune. Somebody else is dumping their rubbish in it. This guy's a Christian. And in his head, he hears some words. Why are you complaining? And in his eyesight, he sees Jesus on a cross. And Jesus turns around to this guy and he said to him in his heart, Man, don't complain about that, Skip. Think about me. As the human skip that went and died for you on a cross and I didn't ask you not to give me your rubbish I took it and what price did you pay for it it was free so don't complain about the skip he says just go and live your life for Jesus Why do we complain? Why do we find it very difficult to say sorry? Why do we find it difficult to forgive other people when they hurt us? Whether it's in a small way or a big way. What did Jesus do for us? I wonder. We sing the song. Dear Lord and Father of mankind, forgive our foolish ways. If it was only that easy. Bit of James Bond where somebody smacks somebody around the head and they just go down the pub later on and they all forget it all. If only it was that easy. But we all know that it's not. We live in a real world, friends and worse things than that happen to us and yet as a christian we're asked to forgive that's what the bible teaches it says that we are meant to forgive as we say, we're starting our second part of our series about getting past our past Um, Some notes would have been handed out to you. I know some of you have found it helpful the first time I handed out notes. So I thought I'd hand out notes again and I could probably finish the series with the notes. And then you guys can feed back to me whether it's helpful for you to take away later on and read through um, or whether it wasn't. So feel free to, to share and I'll try and guide you as we go through. Worst thing about you guys having notes is you know where I'm going. But that's not always a bad thing. Says on the top of your notes, you know, something for us to think about. How many of us have ever hurt or been hurt by somebody? Now, I'm going to guess that if I ask that question publicly and we all put our hands up, every one of us will put our hands up, because there was some time or another, somebody has hurt us in some degree or another. Whether it's been personal, whether it's been in business, whether whatever it would be, we've been hurt. So how do we get over that? How do we sort that out? Maybe it was just, as I said on your notes there, just a small misunderstanding. But because that's small, really misunderstanding, this root now that started as a small seed has got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. If ever of you come to our house and see our house, when we get it sort of finally sorted, you'll notice in one of the corners there's a big palm tree where It's a rubber plant. My wife does not like it, but there's a story behind it. My mum and dad gave it to me when I first joined ministry. I was 92, and it was that big. It now takes off a whole of a corner. It's massive, and it keeps growing. And my wife tries to kill it, but it keeps growing. Sometimes as people, the smallest of things starts as the smallest seed, where it could just be forgotten. But we let it grow and we let it grow and we let it fester and we let it fester and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And sometimes we're thinking, why are we when we really think about it and analyze it, we can't actually remember the reason why we've got a grudge or a problem against a certain person or a certain instant. We can't remember it. And sometimes this morning, as we go through this morning, maybe you just want to think about that. How do we forgive those who have hurt us? How many of us have got that wedge between us and somebody else that really shouldn't be there? There are many of us maybe here who are experiencing some sort of hurt. Because we've been lied to. We've been taken advantage of. And now I bring up the word forgiveness and hurt and it reopens that wound again. Just when you thought you got it sorted and cracked, somebody like me comes along and opens it all up again. Because some of us want to bury it, don't we? We like to bury things and forget about them all. Try and put them to the back of our heads. But burying them doesn't mean that we've dealt with it. When we bury something, it doesn't mean we deal with it. We just try and hide it. What can we hide from God? What does God want us to do? Mark 11:25 says there, "And when you stand praying, bless you, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him, so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins." Now I know some of you are going, but you don't know what I've gone through. No, I don't know what you've gone through. You don't know how it hurts me. No, I don't know how it hurts you. But I'll tell you something. I've got the same t-shirt. We all have the same t-shirt. We might have not been in the same situation, but we all feel the same thing, no matter what that situation is. I know it's like to be hurt. And what I pray. And when I pray, what I ask for you guys is this. I'm going to pray that we're going to let it go, this hurt. I'm not saying we're going to forget it because it's going to be very difficult, but I just want us to let it go, if we can. Because you'll see as we go through the notes, if we don't let it go, God's not going to bless us. That's what it says in Scripture. So this morning... Let's go through a bit, few bits. Notes says, who's hurt you? Maybe you can go away and, and think about that, and i I've, I've put some ideas down. But there's one quote there that I've underlined in my notes and put it on your notes. That what is impossible with man, what is impossible with man will be possible with God. Say that again. I pray that what is impossible with man will be possible with God. Is there unforgiveness in our hearts? That the power of the Holy Spirit through the living word of God will give us the ability to do something supernatural, and that is to forgive those that have hurt us. So, why? Why should we forgive? said on that video clip that we showed earlier because unforgiveness hurts us the person that we need to forgive maybe don't feel anything but it's us that feels everything it's us that's hurting in the video clip it talked about the pin a bit like those of us have a splinter when we do a bit of work you still think the splinter's still there you know it's gone but you can still feel the pain I wonder this morning whether we're, we're letting go of the pain or whether we're still, as that video clip said, we're still holding it tight. She did this, he did that, she said that. And now look at them, they're doing this, they're doing that. Why is it hurting me? Because maybe we're holding on to it and we haven't let it go. So, why should we forgive? We should forgive because it hurts us. How many of you played Angry Birds? You're going to go, what's Angry Birds, aren't you? Simon? No. Jill? No. Okay. Patsy? Angry Birds? Yes! I think I was losing it for a minute. Right. Angry Birds. Summary. You're a little bird, all right? And the idea is there's... Are they, are they pigs? Oh, I wrote them down. Yeah, they are pigs. And pigs build themselves a structure, whether it's wood or metal. And you as an angry bird, have a catapult. And the idea is you pull the catapult back, you launch yourself you launch yourself into these pigs to destroy their, their, their setup. The great thing is, as you get halfway across the screen, you can hit the screen and you become three angry birds that go down onto the pigs, and once the pig, you've destroyed the pigs, you blow up and you disappear and maybe this morning we feel like a bit like an angry bird right we just want to get revenge we just want to destroy people but then the other side of that is if we don't let it go we become an angry bird and we blow up ourselves we destroy ourselves we don't knock down the pigs after all because they still keep building but we destroy ourselves Forgiveness is not about getting revenge. It's about letting go. I've written in your notes, Anne Lamotte said this, and it's quite interesting. It made me smile when I read it. Unforgiveness is like drinking rat poison and hoping it kills the other person. Yeah? We're all guilty. Yeah, we're all guilty of that. Okay? Unforgiveness is like drinking rat poison, hoping it kills the other person. That's revenge. That's not right. How much we, our human body goes, yeah, but our spiritual mind and heart should go, no chance. Another reason that I've listed in the notes is this the reason we should forgive, because I will need forgiveness again. I don't know if you realise this. I didn't realise this until this week I was preparing. In the Bible, in Matthew's Gospel, you've got the Lord's Prayer. Yeah? Well, no the Lord's Prayer. And at the end of the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, 14 to 15, it says this. And if you want to look it up, look it up. By the way, don't take my word for stuff. You need to go away and look at it yourselves and analyse it for yourself. Okay? You need to go and... Analyze it for yourself and study it with God's word, and then get back to me if you want to. And ask me for clarity why I said this. But Matthew 6, 14 to 15 says this. At the end of the Lord's Prayer, this is For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. And in verse 15, But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And I sat there and I spoke to Pam and I spoke to somebody else. I'm thinking, a minute, I need to get this in my head. What that actually saying is that if I don't forgive somebody, God's not going to forgive me. And I'm thinking, how does that work out? Then I got it. Read a few commentaries and the penny dropped. If our heart and our door is shut to forgive somebody, Okay. If it's shut in order not to forgive somebody and the door is still shut, how is God going to forgive us if the door is still shut? If we're not open to forgiving others, how can we be open for God forgiving us? We can't be. Can we? See what I'm saying? We've got to be able to give and take. But if the door is shut and we're not going to forgive, that door still going to be shut when God wants to forgive us. Are we all perfect all the time? Hands up if you're perfect all the time. Please, you don't lie as well. That's good. (laughs) Yeah? And Jesus, tongue-in-cheek, because then he goes on to say, then to emphasize this point, I've written my notes over again, Jesus then tells the story that we read earlier about the master earning 10 talents. How many times should one forgive? Seven times or 77 What that means, friends, is it's endless. Absolutely endless. You can argue with it seven times. Scripture says 70 times. It's endless. It's an endless number. Jesus is having a joke. It's his sense of humor. You never stop forgiving. Because you never stop being forgiven. Say that again. You never stop forgiving... Because you never stop being forgiven. Time and time again. So why should we forgive? Well, first of all, it's bad for us. Secondly, it's important that I forgive because God says, if I forgive others, he will forgive me. Which leads us on to this question. If we are as Christians, we are probably going to say, I should forgive, but I just don't know how How do I forgive how do I forgive someone who's ripped out my heart how do I forgive someone who's done this to me for years and years and years how do I forgive someone that's hurt someone that I love how on earth Graham am I meant to do that well, let me share what scripture says because that's all I can do this morning pray sorry yeah pray the first thing you should do the scripture says is that i pray will help heal the wounds is to pray start with pray and pray for those who hurt you now i don't need to pray for somebody like they have hemorrhoids or something nasty you know that's not right you can laugh but it's not right you, you can't pray that you get hit by lightning or that will die a double-decker bus because that's not right either. We need to pray as Jesus prayed. Cast your mind back. He was on a cross. Cast your mind back. He had been ridiculed, teased, spat at, hurt. And there he was hanging across and he was still being jeered at. What did he say? Father, forgive them. Wow. There he was going through all that, and he still turned around and he said, Father, forgive them. While they were hurting him, he prayed. And Jesus taught what he already did on the cross. What did he teach? Love your neighbor. And do what to your enemy? Forgive. Forgive. A human body says we should hate them. Yeah, we know that. But we shouldn't. I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So are we going to start praying, I hope, for the people that are hurt us, that we need to be forgiven? It is very difficult. But you see, if we start with the right action, the desire will follow. For instance, those of you who have been watching the Olympic Games, it must be very difficult to get up at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning and go into a swimming pool that's cold to practice and to train. I found it very difficult when I was training for the half marathon to do the, put the miles in. But once you're out there and you start to achieve and you start to do what you want to do, it's easy or easier. It's just putting the, doing the first thing. And maybe if we start praying, then the forgiveness part, will it will start to come easier. Because that's what God's scripture says. And the second thing I want to encourage you to do this, to forgive as you have been forgiven. Forgive as you have been forgiven. Colossians 3:13. I love that verse. That's why I chucked it down there for you and your notes. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Very good for us that's celebrating a wedding anniversary, friends. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. I joke and I jest. But we need to forgive as the Lord forgave us. Whatever it takes. You forgive as the Lord forgave you. Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times, Jesus answered. I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Friends, the forgiven forgive others. Forgiveness isn't just a message that I want to share this morning on a Sunday. Forgiveness is just not on a piece of paper that the notes are going to take away from you. Forgiveness is what Christianity is really all about. It started with a man on a cross. And it continues through you and I. That's what we do. We are forgiven by Christ. And did not deserve his grace. Therefore, because we belong to him, we offer the same forgiveness that's been given to us. We didn't deserve it, but if he forgave us. Other people may not deserve it, but we need to forgive them. Let's pray together.